When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome into the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman, Gerald Borgay, and Espo, and we are hanging out at the Four Peaks Brewery here in Tempe, Arizona, on 8th Street to be specific. And it's been a great time so far. How are you guys enjoying it? Fantastic. The beverages are flowing. The tortillas are slapping. Let's hey, go. Hey, anytime you can hang out in a 150-year-old haunted building, you got to say yes, right? Sign me up. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, it's been really great so far. All of our PHNX shows for the day have been out here at Four Peaks thus far and will continue this evening. So if you're watching this live and you want to come on down and join us, please come on over. Have some great beers. Have some delicious food. Hang out with friends. It's a good time for everyone. Drink specials, the whole nine yards, baby. Let's go. Yeah, just a reminder, though, you do have to be 21 or older in order to enjoy the beer, but you can still come down to the brewery and have some good food and hang out either way. But we want you to enjoy responsibly. All right, gentlemen. It's that time of year. There's rumors galore every single day, every single hour, it feels like. And there's a couple more that came out today regarding DeAndre and NJ Crowder. But I think we should talk about DA first because these have been kind of I don't know. Something about it seems off to me personally, but let's talk about it. The first thing we'll mention is the Jake Fisher uh, comment here. So he said, with Phoenix, there's far less belief the Suns will ultimately match whatever offer Aiton can draw. The relationships between him and Phoenix's other primary actors, most notably head coach Monty Williams and point guard Chris Paul, seem untenable for an Aiton return but there aren't many looming possibilities for him to find the max contract he is set to desire. I will say we have just broken the record for most words <laughs> on a single graphic of all time. <laughs> they all Let's mattered, go. though, so every, <laughs> every single words. one of them. So many words. Look, I don't think I have ever seen a free agent situation where we've seen so many conflicting reports, vastly conflicting, where one day it's the Suns are prepared to do whatever it takes to keep DeAndre Ayton, and then the next day, it's, oh, you know, him and Monty Williams aren't getting along now. It's untenable. We can't, like, within 24 hours of each other, we've seen both. And usually, you can tell where a rumor's coming from. Is it coming from the agent? Is it coming from, uh, you know, the team? Is it coming from rival executives trying to, trying to lower a price? I can't tell here because nobody seems to benefit the way this is going right now. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, the Suns are going to benefit. They really will because you're hoping. I, I Listen, I, 
I'm starting to believe that there is not a team out there that's going to offer him the max. And in that regard, the Suns will win all day, every day, because that's what they hedged their bets on. And that's the reason why they offered him a four-year max. He rejected it. He wasn't going to get the five-year. And now they're like, okay, didn't want to take the deal. Let's see what you get on the open market. Oh, you played the wrong game, huh? Yeah, there's also the chance he plays the Eric Bledsoe game where he makes, you know, he fights it all summer long until right before the season and then signs something they offer just to cause drama, too. There's there's so many things. The one thing I think will not happen, which there was some talk of this on Twitter today, is, oh, he'll play on the qualifying offer. No, there's not a there's chance not a in chance hell that DeAndre Ayton ever plays on the qualifying offer. That would literally be unprecedented. And I, we've talked about this a lot. And I've said, if you're the Suns and you're okay with offering him a four-year max, which is what was reported last uh, offseason when they were having these contract negotiations, it was DA's camp wants a five-year. The Suns are comfortable with four-year, but not five. If you're okay with giving him a four-year max, let another team think that you're not going to match an offer for him. Yeah. That's, that, that's playing the game. It could also be that they do believe that they can get his production elsewhere and that he's not worth the max at any level, any number of years. But I have a hard time believing that they would just let him walk for nothing and not matching off. There are very few NBA centers that can do what DeAndre does. And, uh, it, it, again, like everybody looks at the number 16-11. Well, that's replaceable. Uh, there's, uh, there's a lot more to that. The, the defense, for one, is, is on another level than a lot of centers in the NBA. The ability now, he's not the greatest perimeter defender, but he's adequate. He's very adequate. And he's one of the better bigs that can play on the perimeter and be able to dominate down low if given the opportunity. And on top of all that, you've seen the flashes from time to time of him being able to, like, you know, first of all, like there was like a 10-game stretch there where that jump hook was damn near unstoppable. And he was dropping 20, 25 points a game. Like, if you think another center is going to come in and do that, you're high and out of your mind. That's just not going to happen. But I'm starting to think the best case scenario may be them just stepping up to the plate if they're willing to offer them the four-year max without having to match. So then you have the option if you get to the point where you can trade them at any point. You don't have to be held beholden if that's something you're still considering, right? So if somebody becomes available, you now have more freedom. We, we, we want the delicious scenario, okay, guys? That's what we want. Here See we how go. I teed this up? Yep. Uh, and now we have it in the form of uh, a, a four-peak special here. Oh. We have a beer shake. Let's go. Ooh. Lindsay, even you can dabble in this delectable delight. What's in uh, it? This is also in honor of our, our draft that's coming up. Yes. Uh, best ice cream flavor. So yes. look at that. See, Ken, Ken I wrapped it all in one Is there bell. actual nice. beer in this? Espo, you don't question... <laughs> Well, I don't want Lindsay to get sick. She's That's not going to get sick. She can taste the ice cream. She'll okay. be all right. <laughs> Just put a little relish on your hot dog every now and then. That's fine. But is, is there it, beer in there? There's a little bit of beer. Okay. You'll be okay. Yeah. No, That's what you think. Do you have an EpiPen? No. I'm willing to stab you in the chest right now. Great. Right. <laughs> I am not willing to let that happen. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's tough. I love you. You're willing to give up your wife over here, your yeah, mother for, for, for a Kevin championship. Not Saul's just to... willing to give up my life for, hey, for listen, ice cream. I won't give up anything for ice cream, okay? <laughs> Look, look though. I if with the Aiton situation, I really just feel like they should put themselves in the best situation to have as many options if they're going to keep go. him. I just I, that makes the most sense to me because if there's even the inkling that a superstar may come become available, or you want 
to deal him at some point. I just give him the four-year max up front rather than playing this footsie game and then having to match somebody. Right. I just it, it doesn't make any sense to me to do that if you're if you're either committed to wanting him here or you want to use him as trade bait later on. But listen, you're trying you're trying to improve your team, and this is one way that you're going to improve that you're going to improve your team. Like you're. You're playing this game. And listen, it's a business. Everybody understands that this is a game that's going to be played. You might not like it. You might not like the method that each side takes to go about it. But it is part of the business. And for the Suns, a DA called your bluff, said, I don't want the four-year. Okay, now he's put himself in that situation because that's how you're going to spin it. Say, hey, we offered you the four. You didn't want to take it. Now you got less money on the market. This is the best we're going to offer you. Or we're going to trade you to some bum-ass city like Detroit or Indiana. Cool. Like you choose. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but wouldn't it make more sense if the plan, as always, is to match an offer? If there are genuinely, like, what other teams can offer max anyway out there, wouldn't it make more sense to try and come up with a solution without a match because then you can trade DA earlier? Yeah. But you can you can if you match, you can still trade DA as of December fifteenth or whatever that deadline is. So you're still able to trade him. It's if he's on the qualifying offer where he can veto trades for a year. Okay. I thought um, there were. I thought there was a stipulation. If you match, you couldn't give him I for longer. Too. If you, I if it you was match, longer. if you match, you can't trade him to that specific team that offered the offer sheet for a year. Okay, okay. that's what it was. So you couldn't so. go back. And, okay, that makes sense. Right. Look, I still think San Antonio is the dark horse here. They are, and they they are because they can free up enough cap space to sign him to an offer sheet, or because they have options as far as a sign and trade. Um, we've been hearing a lot about DeJounte Murray and how the Spurs are apparently willing to tank. I think a sign-and-trade for Murray makes a lot sense, more sense if the Spurs are trying to tank. But I don't know. Aiton might be too good. If they're trying to completely blow it up and get in on this top five of a really good draft class next year, maybe Aiton isn't the type no. of guy you sign-and-trade for. Hold on. If it's DeAndre Ayton and a bunch of G League scrubs, it's going to play out a lot like Devin Booker and a bunch of G League scrubs. That's true. You're going to be a top five team. So I still think they get a come. So I saw this on my timeline today from Vincent, and I thought it was super interesting. And the fact that you bring up San Antonio as the dark horse here, and they said, if the Spurs give Ayton a max offer, that would be a pretty big indictment of Monty's ability to control a locker room. Coach Pop coached Monty and hired him for a front office position. Pop offering DA the max pretty much means he thinks Monty is squandering away Aiden's talents. Do you agree or disagree? Is there some some portions of that maybe that you agree with? Not I mean, at all. He's, he's not all wrong. He's I mean, when I saw it, I was like, <laughs> I'll say he's that's an wrong. interesting thought I mean, at the very least. Thought. I don't think he thinks Monty's squandering him. I think Greg Popovich, with the success he's had with big men, Tim Duncan, uh, you know, Robinson, these guys that, that, that have played well under him, he looks at it and he goes, that's a guy that I'm used to building systems around uh, big guys that can do a lot of things. So I think it's probably a lot of that more than more than he thinks Monty's a failure. He just thinks I'm I'm a center whisperer. I can I can make this work even in this uh, in this era of basketball. But there's there's an element of there's an element of pop that thinks that listen you wouldn't give him the you wouldn't give him this max offer especially in talking to Monty. You don't think those two are communicating? If, if Pop doesn't believe that, well, maybe he's missing the boat here or here. I think I might be able to tweak this or I might be able to focus on this. Or maybe Pop is just like, listen, we need to retool. We need to rebuild. 
And this is uh, an anchor piece that we can kind of form our team around for the next four or five years and give ourselves a little bit of an opportunity, while it might be rough in the early going, to get back to that Spurs level of championship basketball. That's the other way to look at this is to build around him as opposed to the Suns building basically around Devin Booker. Right. And I I really push back on the idea that like the Spurs would be able to do anything in a winning environment, at least off the bat, building around D.A., because we've talked about this before. D.A. is an elite player at his position, arguably top five. He's not a guy that creates his own offense. He's just not. A, we did the deep dive into it, a two-parter 4K breakdown on GoPHNX, and like 81% of his field goals are assisted. Like that's just the nature of it. If you're putting him on the Spurs on a max contract, you maybe you do believe you can get more out of him, and maybe you do put him in positions where he has to create more of his own offense because he doesn't have a Chris Paul, or an elite pick-and-roll guard to set him up. But if you're doing that, there will be struggles to adjust to creating your own offense. You're not going to be a winning team, and it will take time for him to develop those skills, which I believe he could develop here in Phoenix anyway. Like, the Suns optimize him. They get the most out of him without giving him as many touches as a number one pick typically gets. Like, he's good here. I think it's I think a lot of people frame it as Monty's holding D.A. back or the Suns aren't giving D.A. what he deserves. But there's also the other side of this equation where Aiton needs to look at what the Suns, how they allow him to be as successful as he is. They both make each other better. And that's why this whole thing about going to Detroit or Indiana or even San Antonio with a bunch of guys that are rebuilding, like, you're going to be the man. You're going to get better individually, but are you going to have the same team success? And I don't think so. I think the biggest question here is, is, is DA maximizing his opportunities or the Suns maxing DA in their, their, their system? Like, and, and for fans, that's a conflicting question. You don't know which is which. Um, and I think 50% of the fan base would say one way and the other 50 would say the other way. So that's the conundrum with DeAndre Ayton right now. I just find it hard to believe with where Pop is at his age that he wants to enter into a complete teardown uh, while being that coach. If he was going to do that, why not just step away and be the GM? I, I think he would have than... stepped away had his wife still been alive. Maybe. I think he would have. But he has. No, I, I genuinely feel like he's one of those coaches that really has nothing else to do like, this at this is point his in his life. This now, is his baby, and, and he likes it, oh, and so why not? Losing sucks on a coach. It's yeah, so but if you're a coach, that. you still enjoy – the coaching aspect and the mentoring and the teaching aspect of this stuff. That's what makes the greatest coaches the greatest coaches is that they love the little nuances of how to try and get the most potential out of one individual talent. And so I don't think he, I genuinely don't feel like now that Pop has won five championships, I really don't think he even cares about championships. I think he's more about the process than he is anything else, kind of like John Wooden was. I I mean, that's fair. And when you look at it, I mean, maybe that's, why he wants to take on a guy, potentially take on a guy like a DeAndre Ayton, because it could be his greatest project that that he does, his final chapter of I turn this guy into an elite level center, like like some believe he can be. I mean, maybe there's maybe that's part of if he is intrigued in in bringing in DA, that's why, not because he thinks Monty is some kind of schmuck, but because he thinks it could be another thing in his legacy that he does. Okay, so we have another quote. This one's from ESPN's Brian Windhorse. He said, The Suns believe that they could find a number of other centers who can give them the type of production that DeAndre Ayton can. 
Do you agree or disagree with a statement? Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> well, look, look, a number of other centers. So they're saying they'll sign multiple centers to get 16 and 10 in total. You added well, all that that Honestly, they came close with JaVale <laughs> McGee and Bismack last year, if you just want to say it that way. But you're not getting the high level of productivity no. from that one position anymore. And that's going to be a problem. No, that, that notion is ridiculous. Um, and I really do feel like it, it smells like a smokescreen to me. It smells like the Suns are putting out their... Like, oh, we're okay with the sign and trade. Like, you know, if a max offer comes in, we probably won't match it. Like, I, I don't believe that they actually think this because DA is top seven center at worst in this league. And even if he just is a play finisher, he's an elite one at that. And he gives them a lot defensively, a lot on the perimeter. He's mobile. And when he is locked in, it takes his team to another level. So I, I just... I have a problem believing that that is a straight face belief from the Suns. This thing sounds like the idiot who is dating a 10 and goes, you know what, I could still find better. <laughs> right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go search and then realizes how big of a moron they are <laughs> after they find nothing and they've lost the person that they're with. Like, I think that's where the Suns are going to be if they really believe that. And, and they're all of a sudden like... We're we're starting Javale McGee, and uh, oh. we, we brought in uh, you know oh, we, we brought uh, in X X guy uh, filling in. Do we have an update? Or we something? do. Uh, we have a very big breaking news report from Wojnarowski. The Atlanta Hawks are trading Danilo Gallinari and multiple first round picks to the San Antonio Spurs for Dejounte Murray. That's all they got for Dejounte. Game, DeJo- game over. That's wow. all they got for Dejounte Murray. That's I, it? I, I'm According curious. Danilo Gorinari and two first-round picks? Well, it said multiple. Multiple. didn't say okay. two. So we need to know how many picks are involved, if there's anybody else involved. But that I don't understand what the Spurs are doing. They have an all-star guard That's who's the key 25. piece you needed to trade for GA. Not necessarily. If you're the, the Suns. But they can't flip Murray, right? Don't they have to wait to flip Murray? Who? The Hawks. They couldn't turn around and. Um, they could. Could they turn around? They could. Okay, so there's not but, a waiting period. But there's period been a lot, of, a lot of con, you know, conjecture out there about Murray wanting to play with Trey Young as well. So I think I'd, that's, be, I'd be shocked if they flipped him. Yeah. But I don't know. This, yeah. is, this is a very much blow it up we're going for uh, Wenbanyama next season yeah. type move. I like, agree. I wonder I, if that means San Antonio will uh, – isn't there a buyout in Gallinari's – Contract. It's he's only guaranteed. He's four only and guaranteed four and a half million out of twenty one point five million. So it's entirely possible he still hits free agency and becomes Gallinari. a mid level target for a lot yeah. of teams. Gallinari would be a nice piece, I think. Yeah, yeah. For sure. That's crazy. I I don't know what the Spurs are doing. That's an all star guard who's twenty five years old. I, I get that you maybe want to don't want to pay him a max contract, but like that's strange to me. I'm also just like. When, what what are the Suns going to do? When are they going to make the move? Because every single scenario that we've gone over over the last three weeks essentially has been like, oh, well, they're out of it now. Oh, well, that's not happening anymore. Okay, well, that's dead too. Well, all, all roads lead What's back next? to DA signing. I'm yeah. telling you, but- like, the Suns might end up being in the most primo position right now because every suitor is seemingly coming off the board right now as we speak. It started with the draft last week in Detroit. Indiana is still kind of in there. And now you have the Hawks that kind of eliminated themselves. The Spurs seemingly have eliminated themselves, but there might be moves, as Gerald said, that they could make. But again, the the dynamic here is that the Suns are in win-now mode. And what pieces would you get back besides Gerald's boy, Jakob Pertle, that'll help <laughs> you take you over the top? I'm not sure there but is any. People are asking, why wouldn't James Jones, with the low cost of entry 
for uh, seemingly for DeJounte Murray, why wouldn't you be looking at that? Why wouldn't you be like, hey, we're, we got an expiring in Jay Crowder, uh, you know, and, and some other expiring pieces, and we'll give you three first-round picks to bring in bring in an all-star. Valid like, that's, that's a good question, and we have an update. The Hawks are sending three first-round picks and a future pick swap to the Spurs to pair Murray with all-star guard Trey Young. If so. you're in win-now mode, yeah. then that's the kind of mo- move you make, especially when you've admitted you're punting on the draft. But, but James, I was going to say, if you don't even want your picks, then what, what's the big deal but, here? But James Jones is oddly kind of conservative in that way, at least from what we've seen so far. You know, he doesn't like to hedge his bets too far into the future. I get it, but if continuity is what you're playing with, you're going to finish sixth in the West. True, true. Yeah, everybody else is getting better. There, guys are coming back from health. We saw the Nuggets make a move that many in Denver believe make them better. Like, this, this Suns team standing pat and hoping continuity uh, is what makes everything better is going to leave them in a 5-6-7 seed. They could be in the play-in if you just stand pat and, and everybody else gets you better around You here. don't think that they can flip Jay Crowder for, you know, some superstar? For, like, magic <laughs> dust that creates another player? Magic, magic beans? I'm sure they could get Magic Johnson yeah. in well, this you know. <laughs> Okay, so um, Hello said we wouldn't be going through this if we moved Jalen Smith to the four, right, Saul? <laughs> so... Real quick, though, I do have a question for you because I feel like so I was having some conversations um, this past week. And I remember a lot of people were telling me, like, do you remember early on in D.A.'s career and some of the things he said throughout his time in the NBA, how he would rather play the four mm-hmm. instead of the five? Like he doesn't want to be a center. Do you think maybe they brought in Jalen Smith to see if that could be a potential thing? They might and have. And to maybe appease it, D.A. a no, little bit? They brought him in thinking Jalen Smith was a four and D.A. was a five, so they got they, that wrong. They might have tested it out in practice just to, you know, for shits and giggles, just to see how it goes. But D.A.'s not a four. No. Like, he just doesn't have he doesn't have but the that's skill what I'm level to be a four. That could be some of what's causing a lot of the tension behind the scenes is that if he doesn't want to play the five and he wants to play the four... There's going to be friction there if your team's like, bro, get it out of your head. Cool, you yeah. High. And my rebuttal to that, like, well, then don't get cooked on the wing against the Dallas Mavericks, and we won't have this problem, dog. I'm sorry. If you think you're a max player at the center, but you want to play four, you're living in a dream world. Why would a team pay you max for what you've done if you don't even want to be in that position and you're hoping to play a different position? That does not add up. It doesn't work. If I'm investing a max contract in you, it's because you are a center and you've done it well at this level, and I want you to be there for the next five years. Right. I'm I'm sorry to burst his bubble, but if he thinks that he is going to get paid max money or even good money to play the four somewhere, he's out of his mind because everyone is going to be playing him as a five. Everyone is going to see that he's an elite pick-and-roll big, which is what the Suns utilize him really well here for. Like, if you're going somewhere else to get max money, you're not going to get to play the four, and you're going to be doing a lot of the same things that you don't like doing here in Phoenix. So at some point, it's about looking yourself in the mirror and be like, okay, this is what I'm best at. This is what I'm good at. This is what I need to do to have success at this level. Uh, additionally, I mean, I I can't remember, I, I, additionally, I can't remember the last four that was just a post-only four. Like, could barely shoot from the perimeter, can't handle the ball at all at the four position. Like, there's no way. No. I love DA, but there's no, no, son. I no. agree, but I think that could be a point of but, Well, then that his people need to talk that point out of that. his head because he's high and out of his mind if he believes that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's move right on along from DeAndre and talk a little bit about Jay Crowder, who just also bring got up, brought just up. Just bring up Buffalo every time he wants to talk about the four spot <laughs> and how they cooked him in the NCAA tournament. No, son. 
not trying to hear it. I thought you were having a stroke and talking about the the Buffalo Braves of uh, the '60s in the NBA, the old the original Clippers home. I think. You're such an old fool. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo, huh? All right. So apparently, the Suns have spoken to a handful of teams about a Jake Router trade, including the Knicks, the Heat, Cavs, and the Pelicans. Close I... up the beach. Close it up. <laughs> Could you imagine if Jay winds up on the Pelicans? I would love it. I just want to see how that unfolds. No, we would hate that. No, I'd love it because I hope they get Alvarado back. Because here in Phoenix, I think I could love him. In New Orleans, I'll hate him forever. So. I would just laugh after the F.J. Crowder shirts and the oh, chance. Right. Like, do they keep <laughs> it going? Does it become yeah. like yeah. an endearment Absolutely. type of thing? I, I feel to. like you have to, right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. You sell those shirts in the team shop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you just embrace it at that point. I did also hear that the Celtics were interested. I checked in with a Celtics insider mm-hmm. on that and was told basically the Celtics, sure, we'd love Jay Crowder. We'll give you a future second-round pick is what the conversation was. And I just don't think... I don't think you're ever going to deal Jay Crowder for a future second-round pick. If At that point, you might as well just keep him on the roster. No, that's why all these trade rumors that are coming up with Jay Crowder, it makes sense for the Suns to gauge his value and to look for an upgrade there because he's probably the weakest link of a very good starting five. But like, they're not just going to dump him to start Cam Johnson for nothing. Like, What are the Suns going to get back in return? And a lot of these teams that seem to be looking at Jay Crowder are looking at him like he's going to be like free pickings, like that's not what the situation is at all. I think that's probably a lot of the contenders, the Heat, the yeah. Celtics. I'd imagine New Orleans is probably looking at, we can bring in a veteran that can help a lot of these young guys give us, continue to have that edge uh, with a guy that's been there, done that, and we can take that next step. So maybe they give up something more than these other teams would be willing to for a Jay Crowder in that case. But yeah, they're, just, they're not going to just give him away. There's no point in that. And, you know, we've talked about this multiple times before, too. And I think everybody who covers sports in general will remind you of this throughout this weird time and space that we are in. Just because somebody calls and asks about Jay Crowder doesn't mean there's anything substantial there. But you can still report that he is being asked about and that the Suns are listening to potential trades for him. But, again, like you said with the Celtics, yeah, we'd love to give you a second-round pick for Jay, but... That's not substantial. That's not realistic. Yeah, and I think that's the same for when you hear the Suns are shopping Jay Crowder. It could simply be because, hey, I want to I want to understand what his value is in case I want to make that move. Not that I'm actually actively looking to. I just want to understand the value in the market because that's key right now. You have to understand what can you get for your guys if you're going to make a move, especially for these guys with expiring contracts. Well, at the end of the day, all we can do is hope there's, that the Suns come out on top this offseason and figure out a good move. There uh, is still a lot of offseason left, and I think people need to bear that in mind because maybe he has a bigger move plan. But if he doesn't, the, man, the DeJounte Murray thing feels like something I, they should have been in on. The more and more Gerald sits here, the more and more he's like, oh, my gosh, what are they doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm, still does I'm anybody, still baffled. Does anybody else feel like we're at the trade deadline again and we're like, there's a move you have to make and then nothing's yes. going to be done? 100%. And you go, well, okay, now I'm going to sell myself on this because this is what, what we've got. I mean, we literally may be looking at fringe moves. Honestly, it feels like come next week we're going to be like, yeah, no, this move, we're going to talk ourselves into this guy and how this will help us get over this hump, and it's going to be great, and we're just going to be out here trying to convince ourselves that we are in a better spot when realistically 
it may no, be a decently good move, but it's not a blockbuster gonna, move that's going to propel us to the top. They're going to sell us on the fact that this is a 64-win team from a year ago. They mm-hmm. broke the franchise record. We really believe in our core here. We wanted to add a few pieces, and uh, we really believe in this team, like blah, 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 blah. But we all know that nobody and no team ever stays the same. And, like, if you think that this team's going to be a 64-win team as they sit right now, you're wrong because the competition in the West alone is going to get significantly better. So you've got to make moves. you got to make moves to stay ahead in this. Shane, can I get the, the two shot here? Uh-oh. Oh, boy. I, here uh-oh. we go. I had to look right at James Jones here, and i got to say to you, your legacy is on the line. The next week, two weeks, will define what you are here in Phoenix. The last two seasons have been great. They've been surprises. But guess what? You're on the radar now. Suns fans want a championship, and standing pat or nibbling around the edges isn't going to get it done. You don't have to get a superstar, but you have to make moves that ensure that the collapse we saw in the second round does not happen again. You will have your legacy completely tarnished if you take a backslide and lose in the second or first round. It's time to do something. You're on the clock in... 23 and a half hours. Good luck, James. Brian uh, in the comments said, LMAO, Gerald trying so hard not to smile. <laughs> I, wa- I didn't want to steal the spot. I mean, I <laughs> JJ's been on the clock, and we saw that today. Like, he's, he's not active. And, again, <laughs> Murray going to the Hawks for basically a bag of chips. You got to make some moves, man. And if you, you got to pick up the phone. Listen, if you're going to sit there and tell God and all country that you are not – all about the draft, well, MFR, you better be all about free agency and making moves. You can't be not about any of yeah, it. Yeah, what real. the hell are you about if you're not about the draft, you're not interested in trades, and free agency, yeah, we'll sign a guy like a Derek Jones Jr. And honestly, I'm just joking I'm here. I'm about but, that life, right? But for real. For you know real. what? I think I accomplished enough. Two great years, we can go back to 19 wins. Oh, that's not what he's saying, but I mean, yeah. that's the way it's going to feel if you do absolutely nothing this offseason. And it will, and I... I We've said this before, like it, it feels like if the Suns just bring back their core, that would be a good offseason, but it's not going to feel like it because we're going to look around at all this other activity and we're going to judge it compared to that. I still think this is a good team. He's emphasized continuity all the, all the time. So it wouldn't surprise me if that's what happens, but I, I'm just saying keep in mind like it's a long offseason. Free agency technically hasn't even started. We're getting no. all these deals reported ahead of time, and we don't know what calls are being made and aren't being made. So I'm not ready to be like James Jones, what are you doing? Do more. Maybe he was doing more. Maybe they had a higher price for the Suns than they did an Eastern Conference team. We just don't know yet. I get that. And look, I don't. if they bring back their starters, fine. But that bench is an utter mess right now. Right. They need to tweak right? for sure. You need to make substantial moves to, to bolster things on that back end. Otherwise, you're going to wind up in the same spot. And I get continuity in a starting lineup and all that. And I don't know that you necessarily have to change your starting lineup. But if that bench comes back anywhere resembling what it was last year, I'm going to throw up. I agree. But that's not the continuity part I'm talking about. That's no, I know. That's talking about DA, Cam Johnson, those guys locking in Devin Booker with a super max. Like, they still definitely need to tweak the bench. They need to find a secondary ball handler, shot creator behind Chris Ball. We've talked about all these things. But, like, free agency technically hasn't even started. It's I not know. worth spinning our wheels over yet. My, my favorite comment in the chat right now is by Gilbert Arbio. 
is Ryan McDonough rubbing his hands like Birdman right now. <laughs> for those of you who don't know. <laughs> we also have a super chat from Icon. Icon, thank you for the super chat. They said, JJ's like me at the gym, not doing shit. <laughs> and still sweating a lot because of it. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, like I said, all we can do is hope that the Suns come out on top this offseason. James Jones can pull off something really great that moves this team towards the top of the list. But... In the meantime, you can come out on top with the DraftKings Sportsbook app this weekend for UFC 276. They're an official sports betting partner of UFC. And right now, if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code PHNX and bet $5 on any UFC 276 fighter to win, you're going to get $100 in free bets no matter what. You know what they can use that money for? What? Uh, To place some money on the NHL draft that's about to happen next next Thursday for the Coyotes because uh, there are drafting odds on who will be selected number one. And we had an interview today on PHNX Coyotes, if you didn't see it, with Bob McKenzie, who's a huge draft expert, talking about the first pick that everybody expects to go number one might not go number one at oh. all. So I would jump on those is odds. Is that going right to be your now. official DraftKings pick of the week this week? It absolutely is. is. To <laughs> not go with the consensus? Don't go with the consensus number okay. one. I keep forgetting his name because I'm not. But, but that's what we have PHNX Coyotes for and also what we have know. PHNX What's his name, for. Leah? What's the number one expected overall pick? Shane Wright. That's there right. Go. Shane he might Wright. not be there. And, and if he drops to number three, that's a huge, huge win for the Coyotes, okay. too. So, uh, yeah. So then that's exactly what you got to do then this weekend. So you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. You use promo code PHNX and then you place a bet on any fighter for UFC 276 that's happening this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook. You get $100 in free bets. You drop it on the NHL draft. You get a whole bunch of more money and then you can do whatever you want with it. Take your wife out to dinner, put it back into the app, win some more money. Um, Either way, just a reminder, though, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Do you think UFC ever regretted that they just started with the number thing? Like, where there's no, like, name to the event or anything. It's just, like, 276. It's like... Like you're waiting at the DMV, people are just calling out numbers. No, UFC cause, cause, 276. Because <laughs> they say UFC 276, but then they say who the main event is every single time. So I get it. I wouldn't envy the person who'd have to come up with 276 individual titles to entice people to watch if they weren't going by numbers, though. I mean, we'd be we, we do 270. We've done, I think we have literally done today like 274. Individual titles for every single episode of Beach Next <laughs> Yeah, but we got more to talk about. Ooh, we got other stuff to talk about. Ooh, same fighters. You're all same fighter. <laughs> what do you think? All UFC fights feature the same four guys? Like, <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, here goes Williams versus though. Smith again. <laughs> if you have a rematch, though, it would become difficult if, if it was just the, the top fighters. Oh, they say UFC 276, Williams versus Smith, part three. Right, but that's what I'm saying. If, if you don't have the number or the part three and it's just the title as the name of the of the main fight oh. then then it's going to be of course you could say confusing. part three or you could name it like the thrilla in manila like they did in boxing like where is where oh, is it what they stop doing that like in 1976 well, bro that's when boxing stopped <laughs> being when popular oh, that's tough when's the last like we had to walk up the hill both ways oh, to my. and from school <laughs> He lived in Arizona, so I guarantee you that did not happen. I had to walk flat ground in the heat both ways. It was hard walking to see Catholic. Jesus. Oh, no. Don't you besmirch my No no pun intended. My bad. (laughs) Oh, no. All right. Let's talk a little bit more about free agency and kind of what to expect. Um, 
Gerald, do you want to kind of break this one down for us to get us started as far as like rules, sure. regulations, where the sun sits? Since we're on the eve of free agency and deals are already happening, we should go over the rules one last time. Um, first of all, restricted free agency. The Suns can match any offer that's made on a restricted free agent if they tender him the qualifying offer, which they already did to DeAndre Ayton. So another team can offer four years and $131.1 million as a max deal. The Suns can match that, and they would have 48 hours to do so after he signs the offer sheet. In that time, the other team that makes the offer would be held in limbo, basically, <laughs> and that money would be counted against their cap sheet. So that's a nice way to trap a team if you are planning to match the Suns can also offer four years and up to $136.6 million or five years and $177 million, which we all know is feeling unlikely at this point. Um, if they don't want to match or if they don't want him to sign an offer sheet, they could pursue a sign-and-trade. Um, and in that case, if they match an offer for him, they wouldn't be able to trade him until December 15th or whenever that deadline is. Um, if DA takes his $16.4 million qualifying offer, it'd literally be unprecedented for a number one pick and he'll become an unrestricted free agent next season, but he would have the ability to veto any trade that the Suns try to work out for him within a one-year period. Um, so that's just the basics on restricted free agency since that's going to be coming up a lot over the coming days. So what I heard is they're going to sign DA and then sign TJ Warren. Oh, God. Is that, <laughs> is that, that what you heard? heard? No, no, oh, no, okay. no, no. What is, what's going to happen is they're going to sign DA and then they're going to sign PJ Tucker. Oh, I got right, the wrong. Gerald. Oh, where did you hear right, TJ Warren? Oh, I was totally Sorry. kidding because the Celtics oh. are rumored to be interested in oh. TJ Warren, and I'm like, right. go ahead. Good luck. He'll play three games. And he won't say a word to the media because <laughs> yeah. he's uncomfortable all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Okay, but for real, let's talk about some wings that the Suns could potentially target here. Gerald wrote an amazing article over at gophnx.com if you want to. This is going to be like the appetizer. So if you want the meal, head on over to gophnx.com and get that full. Uh, full dinner for you because we're only going to talk about a couple guys. Gerald went far more into depth with quite a few additional players in his article. Mm. But let's talk about PJ Tucker first. Um, would love a nice little reunion, although I'm a little unsure about the reality of this reunion. It's not feeling likely because uh, Keith Pompey of the Philadelphia Inquirer reported, I think, yesterday that they're looking at adding him, the Sixers are, for a three year, $33 million deal which would be way out of the Suns' price range. The Heat are willing to go three years, $27 million. But there is a reality where like, they need James Harden to decline his offer, which he did to give them cap space, but they still need to free up the cap room to sign him and, and have that ability to land him. So I would love to have Tucker back, but he is also 37. It doesn't feel likely. And I don't like he opted out of $7.4 million with his player option with the Heat. So it feels unlikely he'd take a million less as his starting salary to rejoin the Suns. Yeah, what is the max? Three and 20, basically? Yeah, it's three years, 20 is the max on the taxpayer mid-level. He's, he's not doing that. There's no way. No. I also have concerns about the whole, obviously, this was kind of like a joke and sort of maybe, maybe a joke anyway. <laughs> yeah. But when uh, the rumors came out that P.J. Tucker gave Jared Dudley, yes. you know, the blueprint for how to take down the Suns, I'm like, okay, well... We've talked about how much PJ loves Devin, I mean, but if he's willing to low-key uh, root against him. It's 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 all good to hate him for that, but at the same time, you know, I don't know. Oh, I don't Maybe hate him for it at all. No, no I, I get mean, it. but like still at the same time, that's definitely not the reason they lost. So. Oh, no, not at all. I'm just saying if PJ Tucker feels that way about the Suns, oh, yeah. would he even want to <laughs> yeah. come here? Why, right. why, are, you, anyway. why are, are you going after PJ Tucker when 
that's the Jay Crowder role anyways that, that you're getting. He's a little bit more consistent on on his corner threes and everything, but that's Jay Crowder right there. You might as well just keep him for the $9 million and go shopping for something of a different skill set with that $6 million that you have as your exemption. I, just, right. I, don't, I don't see why you do that. Well, right, and most of these options we should know are in the event that the Suns make trades and lose a wing yeah. or two somewhere in free agency. This is in the event they need wing depth because right now, they have Devin Booker, Mikhail Bridges, Jay Crowder, Cam Johnson, Torrey Craig, and Landry Shamet, all capable of playing wing spots. So this is just more of a thought exercise, being thorough, that type of thing. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about Gary Harris. Now, Gary made $20 million with the Orlando Magic last year, so this would be quite the reduction in salary. And I, and then also, should worth uh, it's worth noting as well that Within this article that Gerald wrote, there's a couple pie in the sky. Like if the if the cards fall in our favor, this would be a great option. But then there are also more like, hey, these might be actually really realistic um, players to target as well. So I think Gary Harris is, is a little bit higher what, on the pie in the sky. What if we just lump them all together? Gary Harris, Kyle Anderson, Daniel House, and Amir Coffey. Which one of those ones in your eyes is probably the most likely that the Suns will go after if there is one? Um I would probably say either Daniel House or uh, Amir Coffey, and I know that those are probably the least enticing options of anybody that I wrote about, but, like, they're both legitimately good players. Like, Daniel House came in, shot almost 42% from three in his limited stint with the Jazz. Jazz fans were basically begging Quinn Snyder to play him over Royce O'Neal by the time the playoffs rolled around. And then with Amir Coffey, he's kind of an underrated target. He's a, he's a restricted free agent with the Clippers, but they've got a lot going on and a lot of money they'll be allocating elsewhere. So if you make him that taxpayer mid-level exception, you might be able to get a six-foot-seven wing who's only 20, what is he, 25 years old, just turned 25, shot 38% from three, 41% from three the year before. Like, that's a young guy on the wing who could really bolster your rotation. Let me make it very clear and very simple. These wings are like Applebee's wings. I want nothing to do with them, all right? That's it. (laughs) Shout out to Cheerson (laughs) Sussell. Well... Yeah, so I mean, here that was the appetizer. So if you guys want to dive more into this and kind of dissect everything, Gerald broke it all down again over at gophnx.com. If you're not a, a member, go ahead and sign up to become a member today. You get a whole bunch of perks, but the best one of all is that you get to read Gerald's articles. We did have a comment in the chat from Jonathan said, wait, I just got here. What happened to Aaron Holiday? Which is worth mentioning. Basically, the Suns won't tender a qualifying offer to Aaron Holiday, which basically makes him an unrestricted free agent. Yep. Yeah. I don't understand it all. That, it, it was expected. We, no, we, I, I get that. I don't oh, understand yeah. the whole situation. Right. In so, totality, it makes zero sense in my head. Yep. Well, yeah. Bye, Aaron. It's Yeah, <laughs> basically, that's what it amounts to. We kind of knew this was coming based on his playoff usage, based on Monty's refusal to play him. They weren't so high sad. on him. And $5.8 million to keep him as a restricted free agent or to have the possibility to keep him as a restricted free agent. That was just too much for them, I guess. Just This might be one of the darkest days in Suns history. <laughs> what? I mean, what? Aaron Holiday. First of all, I don't know let's. if any other player 
has ever been done so wrong by a franchise in the history Bro. of the NBA. <laughs> He's a third string Aaron point Holiday guard. should have okay, been the backup point guard in the cool. playoffs. He's, he should have started for the Suns in Game 7. Like, I don't understand what this franchise is doing. He's, I might have to look for a new team now. You I would, might have to look you for a new team. You would have started him in Game 7 That's over Chris right, Paul. Gerald. I would. I That's absolutely right, would. He's a third string yeah. point guard, I would have started him <laughs> in Game 3 down. through 7. What's your mouth, Gerald? What was in your milkshake no and why didn't I get it? You haven't even tasted yours, Espo. You don't even draft. know if you have the same uh, thing I know, as I, I do. I don't know. I would never say that was the darkest day in Suns history, oh. and they did him dirty like they nobody did. else. They okay, absolutely. I feel like Game Seven was pretty <laughs> close. But, Hoodwinked, you know. bamboozled, <laughs> run amok. My guy, Aaron Holiday. Aaron, I hope wherever you go, you enjoy the fruits of your labor because you deserve it, my guy. You got done dirty here in the Valley, and I don't appreciate anybody in that franchise for how they did to you. Hey, anytime you can keep Cam uh, Cam uh, Payne over a guy like Aaron Holiday has room to grow. You got to choose that, you know? Look, they, they did him dirty. They should have explored <laughs> what they had in him, but, like, we need to calm down. He's no, a third string. No, you know what? He's a third string point we guard, We don't need guys. to calm down, Gerald. I think you need to get on our level. I'm oh, good. there you go. Oh, okay. We're going to yeah, speed draft. Right. Are we going yes, to speed, speed drafting draft right now. Okay, Let's but go. real quick, I do want to tell you guys um, about our friends over at OG's. They launched their first ever limited edition seasonal flavor, Pina Colada, a perfect pineapple and creamy coconut blend. And if you want to check them out or try out their amazing Scratch Me THC gummies, you can go online at ogsbrands.com or you can go on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Are we doing this for where we're going to speed round this? Let's do it. speed round it. Let's do it. Okay, well. Write down your picks. Let's go. Shoot. We're going to do a snake draft real quick of ice cream. Gerald picked the topic because he won our last snake draft that was Pixar movies. Dominated it, Lindsay. Oh, excuse me. (laughs) He wiped the floor with everybody. Apologies. Gerald dominated our last snake draft. Dominating. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to do ice cream. And the order is Gerald, Lindsay, Espo, Saul. Get the hell out of here for the third time in a row. How does Saul keep getting screwed up? How do I get last every single time? Do you want to switch? I just use a generator on the internet. Switch with me. I don't want the number one. That's fine. That's fine. I don't want it. That's fine. I'll take four. I hate this because no matter what you pick, you're going to get ridiculed for it. You'll just go chocolate number one. (laughs) Right off the bat. Really? Yes. Wow, that's, oh, a, that's a third round pick, and my you just took the draft the pick. I needed more time it's to not think a about it. Oh my round. gosh, it's ice cream it's flavors. Ice cream flavors. What do you have to look up? <laughs> I'm stressing. <laughs> just make a pick. She I just forgot what it was. <laughs> no, I forgot what it was called because I got nervous. The one that has the cherry, Cherry Garcia. There okay. we go, Cherry Garcia. Really? I got left the best pick in this draft. Cookies and cream. Oh, I thought you were going to say vanilla, and I was going to be like, really? Cookies and cream. Cookies and cream is the the goat pick, but I'm going to go the other way and go chocolate chip cookie dough. Okay. And then I'm going to back it up with a rocky road. Okay. All right. Uh, Damn, I would have taken rocky road. You make fun of it in the first round, but in the second round, French vanilla is well worth the pick. (laughs) I'm going French vanilla. This Lindsay. is too fast for me, you guys. <laughs> this, this is far too fast for me. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, I'm stressed. Hold on. What other ice cream flavors are there? <laughs> oh, my gosh. What, do you got the James Jones draft board? Uh, All yeah, your picks are already gone? She only has six to seven <laughs> picks on the board. <laughs> yes. She only had one, and it was Cherry Garcia. Yeah, now she doesn't it. know where to go. Exactly. That's the only ice cream. I'm going to go cake batter, even though I know I could have taken it way later in the draft. Okay. I'm still going to do it. All right. I'm going to go... 
Ooh. Wait, what was the last one? Asbury vanilla? All right, French vanilla. Okay, I'm going butter, French. butter pecan, sleeper pick. I That's love a good it. one. I love it. And on, then I'm going. This is tough. I'm gonna go Oreo. You can't. No, oh, no, 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 no. That's cookies Oreo and cream. Oreo is cookies and cream. Is Oreo is cookies I'm and cream. I'm throwing the is flag on the Yes, it is. Yes. I think so. Yeah. I don't think so at all. Uh, I think Shame. so. I think so. Is Oreos the same as cookies and cream? Yes. Thanks. Sorry, Gerald. Yeah. Get out of here, poor Y'all are peasants in the grocery store oh, aisle. Let me tell you that. If you think cookies and cream whoa, and Oreo are the same thing. Hey, listen, easy when you throw away. Cookies and cream and a vanilla ice cream. I mean, that's what it is. It's, 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 it's Oreo. Right. Uh, we're going to go. I'm going to just take vanilla. <laughs> we're, we're gonna, wait, I'm going to go salted caramel then. Okay. That's fair. Caramello. Salted caramel. Mm-hmm. I spelled that wrong. Right. Um, damn, y'all, this is... I don't like this game. I don't like that Gerald <laughs> when Gerald picks the draw picks because he picks really difficult ones. You wanted us to do chairs. <laughs> okay. I wanted <laughs> us to do a bracket of chairs. <laughs> Thank you very much. Wait, wait, wait. And I think it would be amazing content. How are Pixar and ice cream flavors difficult <laughs> topics? Because ice cream, I only eat like three different flavors of it, so I don't even like know what the other ones are. I'm going to do coffee. 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 Flavor. <laughs> Pick a flavor. Coffee. Co- hey, coffee ice cream. <laughs> Amir coffee. Mint chocolate chip. Ew. Damn it. Mm. Gross. All right. I guess I'm going to go Neapolitan. Okay. Can you? That's just taking like, taking vanilla chocolate and strawberry. Like, can you? T- is, is, yeah. it, it's still technically. It's its own category. Okay. Shane, We're going to count it. some options. And then uh, I got back to back. Yeah, back to back. Let me see your list. Ooh, this is a good what? list. Don't, right don't use my draft board. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. Let's see. Well, you know what? I'm going to go with a personal favorite of mine, and nobody's going to like it, but I don't give a shit because I got to hold true to my own stuff. Bubble gum. Oh man! Ew. Bubble gum ice cream. He just lost for the, draft. the win. Let's he just go. Lost himself the draft. Stick the bubble gum in your cheeks and save it for the end of the dessert, oh, baby. Let's go. Man, <laughs> man, oh. the man is getting booed in four peaks right now. Literally booed by people in the crowd. Literally multiple people. Oh, I don't care. You. That's tough. God, that's gross. <laughs> Who is it to now? Oh, I think it's Aspo's turn. It's mine. Right? Okay. And I'm I'm debating here. Somebody in the chat said avocado. <laughs> Somebody said, "Please escort Saul out of the building." <laughs> He's had enough. Uh, okay, I'll t- I'll okay. read you these comments that I find hilarious while you're thinking. Peyton said, "Lindsay's the kid in class that's never ready when the teacher calls on them." And then Ju said, "Even though Lindsay knows the teacher is going to call on her, she still isn't ready." <laughs> correct. Oh you, guys are, ready. you guys are Lindsay, both absolutely Lindsay correct. Lindsay had all these changes. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, flavors to choose, and she chose to be salty. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up, Espo, because wow, I already got mine go, figured guys, out. I'm go. finally ready, Espo. Let's go. Let's go. Ah, God, this is tough. This is fantastic for audio, by the uh, way. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you guys were let's bickering. Go, so Espo. Let's, let's go, Espo. You can't, Espo. You can't turn go. that on me. Why not? You took, that was like six times you took forever. Yeah, but I'm ready now. Oh, Someone in the chat said Ewok flavored ice cream. I'll take <laughs> uh, furry. <laughs> you know, I'm going to take a uh, Jamocha chip. Jamocha chip. Oh, I forgot one. I left on the board. Okay. I got one. Is it me now? Yep. No, it's my turn. Calm down, oh. Gerald. I'm going to take well, half-baked. What? Half-baked. By uh, okay. Ben & Jerry's. Ben & Jerry's. Gotcha. Um, I'm going to go Reese's ice cream and then strawberry to close out. Strawberry. Nice. Okay. Strawberry's a quality pick at the end. So you said Reese's and strawberry. Do So does strawberry the same as strawberry cheesecake? 
Yes. No. 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 Strawberry cheesecake is, okay. is literally white ice cream with strawberry oh, okay. swirls in it. So it, Shane says it's not the it's same. It's not the same. Okay, I was just had to check, so I'm going to take strawberry cheesecake. <laughs> we got one more? Oh, crap. Yeah, one more. Go. <laughs> I don't remember what I was getting Now I'm Lindsay. Damn okay, it. Well, let's see. We've still got chocolate chip, butterscotch, moose you know tracks. I'm going to take fish food ice cream at Ben & Jerry's. Okay. Cool. I'm going to take... I'm going to take traditional chocolate chip. You already took chocolate chip, didn't you? No, I did you? not. I took cookies and cream, I think. Took oh, there no, was I took, mint no, I took, chocolate I took, chip. No, I took uh, chocolate I, chip cookie dough. Oh, that's right. And I, I took, took mint chocolate. And, and I took mint chocolate chip. Okay. Lots of chocolate chips. Going I'm going to lose this draft. You sure are. I feel pretty confident again. I feel of pretty good outside of the bubble gum. <laughs> outside of the bubble gum. Saul, you're not going to win at <laughs> The bubble gum one's going to cost you, man. Saul started off really well with his first two picks, and then after that, I'm just like, eh. I mean, Neapolitan is eh. a traditional good one. It has vanilla, chocolate, and, and strawberry. Neapolitan mm-hmm. is only good if you're making a banana split or if you have a bunch of picky kids and you have to scoop one side because ne- each of them wants something no. separate. Neapolitan's like when you draft a guy that has no one discernible talent. He's just good overall. They're, they're like, mid overall, yeah, they've but got, individually they're not. They yeah, don't want to stay yeah, on their exactly. own. So that's why all three of you will lose because you guys all right. picked individual no, flavors. I, I, oh, so suck it. <laughs> well, so far we only have one comment in the chat for who they are voting for, and it's for Gerald. So. Gerald always wins because he rigs it. He, he picks I his rig own it. topics. Wow. <laughs> Gerald's now well, rigging win a, okay. win a draft, and then you can pick I the did topic. win two, two weeks ago. <laughs> Okay, so we have uh, something really special planned for you guys. For all of our audio listeners, uh, this is just going to sound a little bit... Stupid. Yeah, you're not going to (laughs) understand what's going on. So, if uh, you want to see the video, highly recommend going over to our YouTube page or social media channels in order to see it. But for all of our viewers here, uh, we did promise a tortilla challenge. So, here is that tortilla challenge. Lizzie and Espo just played with no rules whatsoever. <laughs> and then Gerald didn't even understand the rules, so he Gerald slapped me before we even started. My slap of Saul didn't oh make the gosh. cut. I'm bummed. Yeah. I'm sorry. My favorite one, though, was my slap of Saul. Of I'm not even going to lie because I actually, you were the only person that I actually yeah, hit got, legitimately. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else was a little gentle and yeah. kind, but so I let you have it. And then you knocked over a glass and literally broke it. So. I, almost, I almost shattered myself. Pretty oh, if fantastic. You, if you catch that clip, too, after you shatter the glass, I go to hit Gerald. He turns and I punched him in the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> because my hand hit where it was just not good. Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you as always. Just a reminder, we want you to stay safe and healthy out there. So COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. 
Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash findvaccine for a location near you. Tomorrow's show is going to look a little bit different. We're not going to be live at our normal 2 p.m. hour. What, what time did we decide on? We'll seven. be live at 7 unless something seven. major happens, yes. and then we'll come live. Come on live. Whenever. So essentially, we're going to give a little bit of time for free agency to get started, and we'll see if any moves are made. So plan to come hang out with us, the same place as always, 7 p.m. tomorrow. Until then, you can follow me on Twitter, at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Come out here to Four Peaks. Enjoy a brew. Ahoy, hoy.